could encourage you to um, embrace the chaos. <laughs> yeah, welcome to everyone. Um, it is lovely to see you this morning. If you don't know who I am, my name's Nikki Woodward. Um, I am married to Chris. I have got Daisy and Ben. Um, please give them sympathy later. But um, uh, I've been part of Chelmsford uh, Vineyards, uh, the community here, for quite a while now. And generally, if I'm not in here in this room, I'm next door having a bit of fun with kids. So it is a great joy and a great pleasure this morning to be here. And hopefully, we can have a bit of fun this morning. Amazing. Caleb's already on it. It's brilliant. Um, we're continuing on our series of Do Different. And uh, today, we're going to be looking at friendships. Um, we are, I'm going to be, like, obviously have encouraged you to hopefully think about friendship, uh, what it means to you, what it might look like to you, and I'm looking forward to coming around with a roving mic in a bit. Um, but before then, um, I know you've all settled down, and I'll, uh, but I'm going to ask you to join me in a game which requires you all up on your feet. <laughs> it's a very simple game. You don't have to do anything too taxing. Um, some of you might know it, some of you might not. Abby's going to come and help me out. It is called Heads or Tails. It's just using a coin. You either guess whether it's going to land on heads, in which case you put your hands on your heads. You've got it, sir. Amazing. You're on it. And if it's tails, then you just put your hands on the bottom. Okay, so it's very strenuous, very taxing. Are you ready? Can you put your hands either place? It's going to be heads or tails. Okay. What is it, Abby? Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't practice the flip. It's tails. I think Daisy gave it away. So if you had your hands on your bottoms, please stay standing. Because you are still in the competition. Everyone else, sorry, you're out. That's it. There's no chance. Oh, sorry. Partition does mean prizes. We have got some here. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, next one. Heads or tails? Make your choice. Three, two, one, go. <gasps> it's heads. If you're still standing, if you had your hands on your heads and you said... This is a select few. Amazing. Right, Rosie, we've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of you. Nine. Nine, Samuel, is that right? Okay. Choose. Are you ready? Oh, no. Ten, Georgia. So I didn't see you there. Um, heads or tails? Three, two, one, go. Where's it, Abby? Heads. Okay, so have you, we still got some in. Oh, we didn't lose many then, did we? Oh, okay. All right, here we go. And again. Oh. Have we got anyone still standing? Oh, we've got two. So we've got Rosie and we've got Ailish. Okay, and uh, okay, here we go. Are we ready, you two? What's it going to be? Who's going to do what? What are you going to choose, Rosie? You, you're choosing heads, are you? Okay, all right then. <gasps> if you win. Yay! Amazing, Rosie, up you come. Here we go, gorgeous lady. Thank you, Abby, so much. Congratulations. Um, Right, so I don't know about you, um, <laughs> that game's so simple, I love it, uh, yet guaranteed to bring out the competitive. Um, I am fiercely competitive, mostly with myself, although my family might disagree. Um, <laughs> uh, but I have learned from a long line of competitive family members that it's okay to lose and that you should get used to it. Um, I've taught my children from a young age that also they need to learn how to lose. You can feel free to give them counselling sympathy later if you want to um but um i was just thinking how did you feel in that game were you thinking ah oh, i just just want to win i just want to win those chocolate eggs um or i hope they get it wrong i hope they get it wrong if i was playing that's what i would be doing i'd be like oh i just want to win um or were you thinking i really i really love these guys I, I don't mind whether they win or not it doesn't matter um 
Only this week, I had to apologise to Ben because we were playing Monopoly and it looked like for the first time in a long time I was going to win. Ben is the Monopoly king and then I don't know how, but he turned it around. I was so stroppy and I was so cross. Anyway, I digress. But um, it's just one of those things. Competitiveness is in my bones. Um, that kind of, it moves away from, but we still tell about, we're talking today about friendship. Okay. And there's three things specifically that I'm going to chat to you about this morning. What does it mean to you? What does true friendship look like? And how can we show friendship to others? Um, I'm imagining that I'm not necessarily going to be teaching you a huge amount new. Um, I'm hoping not. But my prayer is um, that God talks to you about someone that you can talk to this week, that it might be something that you can use differently, some little nugget of, of God speaking to you that will go, oh, this is what I need to do with this person here. Um, so that, that's what I said. So let's start off. Uh, what does friendship mean to you? And this is where I'm going to be a bit like Michael McIntyre. Who loves that show? Oh, love it, love it. Anyway, I'm going to... I'm going Brilliant. There we go. Is that okay? Fab. Thank you so much for those ideas. Um, it says in the dictionary, um, friendship is a relationship of mutual affection between people. Um, and that it's, stronger, it's a stronger form of interpersonal bond than an acquaintance or an association, such as a classmate or a neighbour. But did you know that not having friends is dangerous for your health? Yeah. Um, in a lifetime, you make about 696 friendship, friendships, but only one in 12 lasts. And also, did you know that animals, I, didn't, oh, I love this one because I'm a bit of an animal lover, can form lifelong friendships with individuals that are not part of their own species? Abby knew that one. She was all over. I, said, I tried to wow her this morning. She said, yeah, of course. Anyway, but I love the fact you know that, Abby. Um, I want you to picture in your mind a really good friend. Are you friends with them because they know too much and they have too many secrets? Um, or is it someone that you can be yourself with? Um, never fear that he or she will judge you. 
Is it a friend, is someone that you can confide in with complete trust? Is it someone that respects and um, you respect? And it's not based upon worthiness, but based upon a likeness of mind? Some of your answers and some of the games you give totally talked about that, which I love. Um, when I was teaching uh, year two, part of my role was talking about friendship, mostly on a daily basis. Uh, we always needed a little bit of reminding. It'd be something that I would just try and talk to them about and hope that they would listen to um, and take on board what I suggest. As a Christian, I want to listen to what God has to say and take on board what he suggests and hear about how he can influence my friendships. So, little ones, gang, those of you that are, might switch off after the next minute because that's the attention span that's totally normal, you have got cards in front of you. And what I'd love you to do is, um, hopefully you've given them by Daisy Jen, Abby on the front, but we would love you to create a card for someone, whether that's writing, whether that's drawing, where you can say thanks so much. There's a few ideas um, up on the board, and I think I might have just skipped a bit here. There, there we go. Um, and you've got a little slip which has a few ideas just for you to be able to say thanks for that, especially ones that make you laugh. I think they're the best kind of friendship you can have a giggle with. I will need your help a little bit later on with a jigsaw puzzle, which, again, I don't know if you're into jigsaw puzzles. It's, I think it's a bit like Marmite, you love or hate them. But um, hopefully then I can interrupt your, your, your cards and your creations to come and help me with that there. But I would love to also, I'd love to see them at the end of the service. So what does true friendship look like? A couple of weeks ago, Libby was talking about, um, she was talking to us, and she, was, uh, and she said that Jesus calls us friends. Jesus loves us like friends, and we are loved by God. It says in John 15, uh, verse 13 to 15, Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. God's intention of friendship is love. Right. Friendship should be less about what we can get out of it and more about how we can serve God through it. In 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13, it says, uh, it reminds us about faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these being love. And again, Jesus reiterated, he said it again, the importance of love um, later on in Matthew 22, when he reminds his followers to love God first with all their heart and with all their soul. And the next thing he goes on to say is to love your neighbor as yourself. God calls us to love those around us. So what does love look like in a friendship? A little while ago, I was introduced to the most amazing book um, that's all about life and about friendship. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, it's called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. Sorry, nearly lost it. Um, and it's by Charlie Mackesy. It's a really great book. If you have not read it before, I'd go to the library, see if you can borrow it, see if you can borrow it from a friend, buy it if you'd like to. But it, uh, Chris, uh, sorry, Charlie is, not Christian, I think I said anyway, Charlie is a Christian himself. And a lot of what he writes and a lot of what he draws is based on his faith. And I'm going to use that as a little bit of a resource this morning, which I'm hoping you'll enjoy the stories. Um, it's such a gentle book about friendship. Um, but Charlie gives it a bit of an introduction at the, the, the front of the book, and it, and it says this. The drawings are mainly of a boy, a mole, a fox, and a horse. The boy is lonely when the mole first surfaces. They spend time together gazing into the wild. 
I think the world is a bit like life, frightening sometimes and beautiful. In their wanderings, they meet the fox. It's never going to be easy meeting a fox if you're a mole. The boy is full of questions. The mole is greedy for cake. The fox is mainly silent and wary because he's been hurt by life. The horse is the biggest thing they have ever encountered and also the gentlest. They're all different, like us, and each has their own weakness. So I'm hoping that today, as we go bit by bit through this and as we look into what friendship looks like and how we can show love through our friendships, that we'll be able to enjoy, I hope you'll enjoy some of the snippets from this book to illustrate some of the things that I'm going to do. But I am going to interrupt you now because we are going to make a jigsaw. It's a giant jigsaw. Hopefully it's going to span across the tables over here. I have got a few helpers to help stick up. Um, uh, for the rest of us who are just watching, um, my challenge to you is when and how can you guess which verse in the Bible this is that we're using as inspiration this morning. Um, and for anyone else who likes pictures, enjoy. Um, I'm definitely a picture person, so hopefully you can enjoy some as we go along. So, um, slide, no, jigsaw piece, sorry, I'm reading my notes looking at slide, but that's the slide up there. Um, jigsaw piece, number one, who's got number one? Oh, Caleb, amazing. Now, can you remember what it says? You are an absolute superstar. Can you go and give that to Daisy? She's going to put it up over there. Patience. Um, I don't know if you can see this up here. Um, it says, and this is with the boy and the mole. Do you have a favorite saying? Asked the boy. Yes, said the mole. What is it? If at first you don't succeed, have some cake. I see. Does it work? Said the boy. Every time. Now, I don't know about you, and who thinks they're patient? Um, who has a lot of time to listen to other people? Who has time to try things again and again and again until they get it right? Um, or who might be a bit like the mole? <laughs> uh, giving up first and going to ask cake. I gave up asking God for patience a long time ago in teaching because he kept on giving me opportunities to practice it. And as smart as you may, it's, um, it's a challenge. But God calls us to be patient with our friendships and also um, to be patient with our friends. It says in Galatians 6 verse 9, and let us not grow weary of doing good. Let us not get tired. Let us keep on being patient. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. Okay, who's got jigsaw piece number two? Ah, oh, what well a Georgia. Here we go. All right, can you remember what it says? Amazing, kind. Do you want to go help? That'd be brilliant. Thank you, ladies. Kind. Um, says up here, what do you want to be when you grow up? Kind, says the boy. I think that's such a beautiful thing from such a small person. Just wants to be kind. And the horse later on goes on to confirm, nothing beats kindness, said the horse. It sits quietly beyond all things. Do you think you're kind? Is it something you think that's an important thing? Um, we can all think of someone who's been kind to us. Like in a moment of... Um, need. It might be. It might be your parents. It might be uh, a teacher. It might be just a friend who's gone the extra mile to go and help you out. All right. God calls us to show his love with kindness to being kind to everyone. It says in Ephesians 4, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. 
he forgives us. All right, next slide. Slide number three. Who might have that one? Yes, Betty. I love it. What does it say? Amazing. All right. What do you think is the biggest waste of time? Comparing yourself to others, said the mole. Who loves their phone here? I can't deny, I use it a bit, I do like it. But how often have you gone, I just want the next iPhone, or I just want the next Samsung? I know, it's really hard, isn't it? How often have you gone, I just want the different flavor prime? Or, <laughs> Ben's rolling his eyes. Um, or I just want that different rucksack. Or I just want that toy that my friend has. No, 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 toy, not toilet. <laughs> I pronounce my T's, or I try, no, toy, T-O-Y. Um, uh, um, it might be that you go, actually, I really want that job. I really want that promotion. I want to be doing that. I want that house. I'd love that lifestyle. Oh, just, if I just had a little bit more money. How often does envy get in the way of our attention on God? How much does it steal our attention away from God? Envy only creates disillusionment and discontentment. In Peter two, uh, sorry, 1 Peter 2, it says, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. And in James 3, it says, For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Envy takes our eyes off God. Okay, who's got slide number four? Jigsaw piece number four. No, this is amazing. Thank you, Soraya. No, that's okay. Thanks so much. Should we do that? Not boast. Thank you. That's amazing. Not boast. Okay. It says here, what, what's the best discovery, asked them all, that I am enough as I am? I find that hard. I find it hard to say that I am enough. But sometimes it's hard not to say, oh, well, I've managed to do this, and I've managed to do that. I did a half marathon here before, and I've done this there, and I did this in my career. How easy is it to just kind of say, oh, well, I've managed to do this, 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 and this. When God calls us to just be, we are enough. We don't need to boast about all that we have to make ourselves look impressive. We have all that we need in God. In John 6, uh, verse 35, it says, Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. God is all that we need. And also in Jeremiah 9, it says, Don't let the wise brag of their wisdom. Don't let heroes brag of their exploits. Don't let the rich brag of their riches. If you brag, brag of this and this only, that you that you understand and know me. I'm God, and I act in loyal love. I do what's right and set things right and fair. I'm del I delight, and I delight in those who do the same. God is enough. He gives us what we need. We can boast in him alone. Okay, so so far we've got patient, kind, does not envy, does not boast. Okay, who's got slide number five? Hey, Nat, what does it say? Not proud. <gasps> not proud. Okay, thank you. Do you want to give it to the girls? Thank you, my amazing ladies. 
Okay. Again, sometimes I worry you will, you'll all realize I'm ordinary, said the boy. Love doesn't need you to be extraordinary, said the mole. How often do you feel like you need to be so much more? How much do you need, sometimes feel like you need to be that little bit better, to perform that little bit better, to do that little bit better in a test, to be noticed, to be different, to be special? Sometimes we have too much pride in what we do, who we are, what we've achieved, where we work, and how it looks. But God says, the Lord Almighty planned it to bring down her pride in all her splendor and to humble all who are renowned on earth. God calls us to be humble and learn from him and others, not to hold ourselves in higher and too high a place. All right, number six. Yay, Jen. Okay, what is it? Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? Okay, does not dishonor others. Some of you getting there with the, any idea where it is in the Bible yet? Got the Bible verse? It's a few wry smiles, I like that. Okay, dishonoring. Do you talk about others behind their back? Is it nice stuff? Is it nasty? Is it a secret? I've found that really hard. I've just started a new job in Daisy's school and trying not to talk about her in the department is quite tricky. Um, but I am working on it, definitely working on not dishonoring you. Have you had a friend that has said something that's been nasty though, something that might have hurt you? Okay, because actually God calls us to try and listen to him, not to other people. Did I read this slide out? No, okay. Do you have any other advice, asked the boy. Don't measure how valuable you are by the way you are treated, said the horse. Unfortunately, we all fall short of God's glory. We all fall short at times. We all say things and do things that we don't necessarily mean. And sometimes that dishonors other people, or sometimes our closest friends, which is massive and a shame. But in Proverbs 18, verse 24, it says, Here are friends who destroy, oh, sorry, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. For some of you who are not yet like thick as thieves with your brother or your sister, trust me, it will come in time, all right? But God is asking us to not listen to the noise that the world talks to us that, <clears throat> that says is okay, that's good, that we need to be. He encourages us to listen to what he has to say. <clears throat> has anyone got slide number seven? Yay, Alex, thank you. Okay, not self. Yeah, I love it. Okay, now we chatted about. Thank you, Alex. Sorry, we chatted about that. Do you know what self-seeking means? Anyone know what it means? No. You want something for yourself, absolutely. Okay. You've done so much for me. What have I done for you? Asked the boy. You've been a friend, said the horse. That is a wonderful thing. Here the horse isn't asking for more out of his friendship with the boy. He's not seeking more for himself. He's just saying it's lovely having you as a friend. God calls us to be in a friendship, not to see what we can gain out of it, but what we can put into it. All right. Slide number eight, and I think this is my favorite of the whole book. I, have, I've, I think possibly I'm a bit like the mole in this book. I do like cake. 
And this next one, hey, oh, amazing. Thank you for bringing this up. Can I read it out for everyone? Okay, what does it say? It says, not easily angered. Do you get cross sometimes? Oh, that's amazing. I sometimes get very cross. Thank you very much for bringing it up. I sometimes get cross. Um, okay, here we go. I got you a delicious cake, said the mole. Did you? Yes. Where is it, said the boy. I ate it, said the mole. Oh, but I got you another. Did you? Where is that one, said the boy. The same thing seems to have happened. Who would be angry at the mole for eating the cake? <laughs> I totally would be. Honestly, the arguments that we've had at home over Easter eggs, now we have our own separate balls and we split the Easter egg in half to start off with so that we have the... F anyway, sorry. Um, again, I digress off my notes. But who is easily angered? I mean, who gets cross with their employees when they don't listen to what you've asked them to do? Who gets cross with their kids because you've asked them a billion times to do something before you're trying to run out the door and they just have not done it? There's times when we're so easily angered. Um, yeah, rage sometimes, especially with to do with chocolate. Um, but anyway, God says in Psalms, in the Bible it says in Psalms 145, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. And oh boy, sometimes I need a lot of prayer with that and a lot of help with that, not to see red. All right. He calls us to be in this friendship, to be slow to anger. All right, who's got slide number, a jigsaw piece even, number nine? Yay! Fab. Ah, okay. I have a pad at home that I think I ought to burn. Uh, it doesn't say too many nice things. No, it doesn't. I don't have a pad at all. But how easy is it to go, oh my goodness, that person did not put their clothes away. I'm going to make sure they do it tomorrow. Uh, or they didn't do the job that I asked them to do. Uh, so why, well, I'm just going to make sure that they make up for it later. How easy is it to be saddened when our friends let us down? And they don't do something or they forget. Um, but God calls us to listen to him. And it says in 1 Corinthians, love keeps no records of wrongs. God knows all about us, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And yet he still loves us unconditionally. And God is calling us to love those around us in the same way. So I've got a question. Who thinks they might know what this Bible verse is that we are creating Not all of it. Part of it. What is it? Who knows? What though? No. 13 verse. 4 to 8. 4 to 8. It is here. Chris is going to kind of give the thing. So there's a few other, there's a few other um, numbers that we've got to hang up. Who's got number 10? Delights in the truth. Amazing. Abby, that's fab. Can you go give that to the girls? The truth. We want to be honest, don't we? We want to have friendships that have honesty in them. Even when it hurts hearing the brutal truth from other people, we want our friends to be honest with us so that we can learn. Who's got number 11? What has it been? Amazing. Protect. Can you go over there? Protection. How is it when we know that our friends have got our back? How good is it even when we know our friends have got our back? Um, we want to protect our friends to make sure that they know 
that we look out for them, that we're putting them first. Okay. Who's got our next one? Number, um, which number are we on? Number 12. Rosie, is that you? Oh, amazing. What does it say on there? Trust. Now, trust is a massive thing. There we go. Well done. Do you want to give it to the girls? That would be amazing. Trust is huge. Trust is... I'm going to start that again. Isn't it amazing when we don't have to doubt our friends, when we don't have to think, oh, actually, are they saying this but thinking that? Um, we want to be people that are trustworthy. We want to be honest. Even if, if we get it wrong, isn't honesty better so that the people know, that, that know us trust us? Um, our next one, I think, is it Sam? Have you got it? Brilliant. Sam, what was that one? It is hope. And I love hope. Hope is what I look forward to every single day. Sam, thank you so much. Hope. We want something to happen. If we want something to happen, it'll be true. We always hope that our friends have our best intentions and the, at the forefront of the minds, and vice versa. We want to do that to show and give hope to others as well. Right, our penultimate one, 14, I believe it is. Who might have that one? Oh, Vanessa, I think, is bringing that one up. Hey, with a friend. Thank you. Ah, oh, this is an amazing one. Gosh, what a beautiful dress you have. Thank you so much. It is a big word. Do you know what this word is? Can I tell you, it's perseveres. And perseveres means you keep on having a go and keep on having a go. Perseverance in a friendship is good. It means that you're not just going to dump them at the first sign of, oh, they don't have the nicest phone or they messed up, so I'm just going to go move on. Or they said something that I don't agree with and so therefore I'm just going to dump them as a friend. Perseverance, something we keep on wanting to do, never giving up, always working on it. God wants us to persevere with our friendship and relationship with him and with those around us. And then the last one, which is number 15. Who might have that one? I've forgotten where they are. Yay, Samuel, thank you so much. Can you remember what it says? Love never fails. You are a superstar. Love never fails. That's amazing. Can you go and give that to Daisy over there? So our jigsaw puzzle over here, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So I'm coming into land, coming into the end now. My third point. How can we show friendships to others? Sometimes, for some of you, friendship might come easily. All right, It's fun to listen to them. It's, good to, it's easy to be patient with them. It's easy not to envy, envy them, what they have, or be boastful. It's easy to, for pride not to get in the way and to put them first and be excited when they win the race or when they do better than you. Um, it's really easy to have a laugh with them and not to joke about them behind their back but to defend them with other people. It's easy to put them first rather than trying to get something for yourself. It's easy not to get angry at them, uh, not to keep any records of wrongs uh, that they might have done. 
And it's easy to accept the truth, even if you're in the wrong and you might have got it wrong. It's easy to do things that protect the other person. It's easy to trust that they wouldn't do anything to hurt you. It's easy to hope that, there's always, uh, that they're always rooting for you and for your greater good. And it's never a chore to keep doing things for them. Who am I kidding? It's the near on impossible task. Okay? Sometimes we can feel we can't bring enough to a friendship. Sometimes we just get it wrong. But sometimes it's easy to think, actually, I'm not going to do that because it might be that some, they just don't want it or they might not appreciate it. They don't necessarily need it. Um, and I think sometimes the devil loves to chat in our ear and just kind of go, no, nah, don't worry about that. Don't, don't worry about doing that. Don't send them a nice message. Don't help them out. Don't go and talk to them. Don't give time. Don't worry about it. They're busy too. You don't need to worry about that. You're really busy. You've got other things in the way. But I think, again, Charlie Mackesy illustrates it brilliantly in his book. He just says, um, always remember <clears throat> that you matter, you're important, and you bring to this world things that no one else can. We're all uniquely made. We're all individual. And we bring so many different things. We all bring something different to a friendship. But how, I ask you here, how can I do that? And this is where I would just encourage you daily to ask God, what can I do today to show your love to others? And then it's listening as you go about your day. It might be when you're at home. It might be when you're at work or at school. It might be when you're at the shops, the train station, walking through town, just getting into your car and you see your neighbors. Listen, what does God want you to do to show his love to them today? In Proverbs 17, verse 7, it says, A friend loves at all times. And again, these last pictures. What do you think success is? Asked the boy. To love, said the mole. I'm not very good at anything, said the boy. You are good at being a friend, said the horse. I love the way the horse recognizes that the boy is great at loving others. We're called to love others around us. And how can we be a good friend? By asking God. Like we sang in the song just in worship earlier on, show me who you are, fill me with your heart, and lead me in your love to those around me. What can I do today to show your love through my friendships? So guys, I think I'm going to invite you to stand for some ministry time now. We're just going to invite the Holy Spirit 